Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in BC and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Um, been a long time. It's been um, a couple of months since my last, or actually just August. So took a little bit of a summer hiatus. Uh, anyhow, I'm back and I, I, I hope to be um, carrying through with my weekly podcast episode here. So I'm really going to try to get back on that path again. Um, let's get to it. I'm going to talk about minimum mortgage down payment requirements for million dollar homes. But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. I've been hearing a lot about modern monetary theory. And so I've done some research about it and how it pertains to mortgages. So for starters, let me tell you what modern monetary theory is. It's when governments can run deficits for pretty much ever because central banks are able to print money virtually out of thin air Then they, the government, buy up their self-issued government bonds with the money they've just printed. So basically, they create an endless pit of cash that they later acquire back to finance all their spending. And they lived happily ever after. That's it. That's modern monetary theory. So this pattern carries on until employment supposedly recovers like they are hoping it will. But in the meantime, if all that spending results in inflation, like it kind of is right now, rather than raise interest rates, like they aren't doing right now, they'll instead look to raise taxes to curtail or control the inflation. And we're starting to hear about this, kinda, in the election coverage. But of course, none of the media are aggressively grilling the candidates about upcoming or planned tax policies, like the the rumored capital gains taxes on flipping properties, for instance. And I think the writing is on the wall, so heads up on that. The longer we go without raising interest rates, the more likely they will look at increasing taxes. That's how it's looking. And this, in essence, is the modern monetary theory. The Bank of Canada has literally over the past few years created hundreds of billions of dollars to buy hundreds of billions of dollars worth of government bonds to finance their own spending in the same time frame. Pretty messed up. And yes, what an amazing time to be a politician. Control the production of money and the spending of it. Yeah, insane. And this has actually been happening before COVID. In fact, since the fourth quarter of 2019 is, is when, it, when it all kind of started. Now, here is where mortgages come in. Banks are like, I don't want to lend my money in this environment. You know, they're like, screw this. Why would I want to lend money in this insane bubble environment? So much risk. And the government saw this and said, there's no way we can allow this. We need people to have access to money. We need liquidity. We need to keep this gong show economy rolling. 
They want people to get as much mortgage and credit card money as possible. So what they did, because it's good for the economy, right? People need to spend. Capitalism. Hooray. So what they did was flood the wholesale money pool, the place where all the banks buy their mortgage money. They flooded it with cheap money, the government bonds. So the wholesale money market is the place where the banks get their cash to acquire, then sell mortgages. Banks are like, yeah, okay, I'll take your cheap money instead of risking my own precious capital. Then I'll mark it up for a profit, of course, because, you know, that's, we're banks. And then I'm going to sell it like a rock star in today's currently subdued but long-running hyper-thrust market, real estate market. And to top it off, not only do they get cheap money, but it's also guaranteed or insured by you, the taxpayer. So when you read between the lines, there's absolutely no risk to the bank. All the banks are like, where do I sign? And for the record, this is still going on. Canada Central Bank is still printing $2 billion per week. I think they just recently scaled down from $4 billion per week. This is monetary modern monetary theory at work and it's totally legit this is what trudeau meant when he said the budget will take care of itself yep that's what's happening right now so that's modern monetary theory there's lots of available and accessible cash out there so if you're on the receiving end of this uh, make sure you do something smart with the money i can't stress that enough Um, Just because our government is running the tap like a bunch of drunken sailors, it doesn't mean that you have to as well. So take advantage of the cheap money, the free money, the saved money, or whatever form of free-flowing money you're enjoying at this stage, and put it to good use. Either pay down your high-interest debt with it, or invest it. Whatever you do, don't blow it on discretionary crap. You know what I mean? You know, a new car, or full-on, you know, the crazy wardrobe or a, a meaningless trip. A few episodes I talked about compound interest and the rule of 72. We all know and experience probably on a daily basis how we are negatively impacted with um, compound interest as it pertains to debt, like credit cards and other credit products. But remember that you can switch sides and be on the other side of compound interest. This is where all the the smart money is. This is the side where the banks and the big fund managers are. They're having a blast right now. They are borrowing cheap money and investing it in something that generates a higher rate of return than the rate that they are being charged to borrow that cheap money. For example, you can borrow money for 2.45% and invest it in something that yields 6%. You know what I mean? You get it? Apply the rule of 72 and boom, 72 divided by 6% equals 12. So at 6% rate of return, your investment will double every 12 years. That's a rule of 72. Okay, so this isn't rocket science. It's, it's really up to you. You want to be on the loser side of compound interest or on the winner side. And uh, you can take that cheap money and buy a property to live in, a property to rent out, or you can dump it all in some lame mutual fund that generates a standard 6% rate of return. You can find tons of those. But which is actually awesome because the 6% is higher than the 2.5% money you borrowed to buy the investment, right? Plus, you might also be eligible for tax deductions when you're investing, borrow to invest. Especially listen to me right now if you are young because 
you have a significant time horizon for your money to grow. It's seriously like planting a small garden, but without the hard, tedious work of maintaining it. Like, come on, young people, jump on this. Create wealth for yourself in the future by doing something now. a month. You can do it every month, forever, for the rest of your life. Trust me, you'll be rich. Go ahead, prove me wrong. Call me in 30 years, tell me all about it. But dinner's on you because you'll have lots of money. Okay, do it. I challenge you. Pack away some money and and put it in a good fund or or get some investment strategy going and uh, do it for 15, 20, 25 years. You can have lots of money. Inflation is creeping up. Um, 3.6% in May, 3.1% in June, 3.7% in July, and 4.1% in August. So um, kind of a disturbing trend. But back to my modern monetary theory bit there. Um, Things that naturally should be happening right now are not happening. So we're not seeing a trend of interest rates going higher. In fact, a couple of lenders this week dropped their interest rates. So what does that spell? I think more taxes, tax increases coming. When there's inflation, the price of what you're buying goes up. So therefore, the money in your pocket isn't worth as much as it was. This um, has especially been the case with real estate for the past couple of years. That's why there is urgency to buy stuff like real estate. And uh, complicating things even more is that supply is super tight right now, especially where I am in Vancouver. So here's what I say to inflation. Real estate will likely continue to appreciate, you know, maybe not skyrocket, but it'll appreciate at least slightly. But mortgages are still cheap, at least for now. But eventually interest rates will start to climb. So heads up, be proactive. In my opinion, buy sooner than later. Consider renewing your mortgage ahead of its maturity date to renew your term to another solid term of low interest rates, right? So if you're um, three years into a five-year fixed and you currently have a great rate, consider breaking the mortgage maybe next year, paying a little bit of a penalty and, and lock in at the current historical rates again for another five years before they go up because they eventually will go up. I know they will. So yeah, all this, it's worth the discussion. Give me a ring. Let's talk about it. 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. Call me anytime, except when the Flames are playing or there's a good soccer game on. But anyhow, I'm good. 604-800-9593. Let's begin and discuss this week's headliner, minimum mortgage down payment requirements for million-dollar homes. down payment guidelines have inserted a component within the qualification criteria known as sliding scale. Oftentimes, it could catch a buyer off guard when budgeting for a purchase, leaving them scrambling for the unexpected shortfall in funds. But you and thousands of other intellects like yourself will not be caught off guard because you are listening to mortgageonomics. So here are the down payment guideline thresholds. And just for perspective, I'll read out the limits for Vancouver purchases and Calgary limits uh, because they are different. Okay, so let's start with Vancouver. 
For properties under a million, the down payment requirements are standard across the country. Okay, so 5% down payment up to $500,000 on the purchase price, then 10% on the balance that exceeds $500,000 up to $1 million. Oh my God, hate it when the phone rings. Let me decline that. Okay, so for example, uh, on an $800,000 purchase, the minimum down payment would be $55,000. Okay, so 5% on the first $500,000 and then 10% on the remaining $300,000. Now, as soon as you reach a purchase price of $1 million or greater, the minimum down payment increases to 20% between $1 million and $2.2 million. Then, 50% on the balance that exceeds $2.5 million. So, for example, on a $3.2 million purchase, the minimum down payment would be $850,000. Okay. So that's a scaled down payment. Now let's look at Calgary for contracts. Um, as I mentioned moments ago, the down payment for properties under a million are standard across the property. So once again, that's 5% down payment up to 500000 purchase price, then 10% on the balance that exceeds $500,000 up to $1 million. So for example, that $800,000 purchase, the minimum down payment will be $55,000. Now here's where the scalability kicks down a gear Um, to reflect uh, the regional market conditions. Rather than allowing for a minimum down payment of 20% for the first 2.5 million, as is the case in Vancouver and Toronto, the scale in Calgary and every other major urban center in Canada except for the entire lower mainland Vancouver region and the GTA and sometimes Victoria, a minimum down payment of 20% is required for purchase prices of $1 million. Then immediately after $1 million, $1 over $1 million, it's a 40% down payment on the balance, okay? So for that same $3.2 million purchase in Calgary, now remember in Vancouver, the minimum down payment for $3.2 million purchase is $850,000. For Calgary, a $3.2 million purchase, the minimum down payment will be $1.08 million, okay? So that is um, um, down payment um, scalability thresholds. All right, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta, as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces, and especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgageonomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.